41 years and one and a half million theater goers can't be wrong about the Goodman Theater's A Christmas Carol. The Charles Dickens classic is a holiday tradition around these parts, and I've got two spirits in the studio to tell us all about it. Molly Brennan is the ghost of Christmas past. Jasmine Hello. Bracey is the ghost of Christmas present. Present. And they're both on Vocalo. What's up? What's up? I'm so excited. I am uh, not the biggest, like, festive person, but I will go see A Christmas Carol every year if I'm allowed to. 41 years is longer than some of our listeners have been alive and a really long time for a show to stick around. Uh, what about this old play keeps attracting new audiences and for you as actors what makes you want to take part in something like this jasmine what's really funny is that i've actually been avoiding this play my entire career <laughs> because it's done so much and i'm like oh a christmas carol bah humbug that was actually kind of a little <laughs> bit of a scrooge um so it was interesting when i went into audition i was like okay well let's let's just see what this is about and i opened myself to you know this story and started to see all of those like church lady moments that are within it of, you know, mankind was my business, Mm. like really digging into what Charles Dickens was writing for. And it's really a story about hope. It's a story about reform of however you are towards humanity now. There's always room for more love, for deepening of your experience of how you treat other people, whether, and and it's not just during the holidays, even though that's when we tend to do this. It's about how do you continue that spirit throughout the rest of your life. Scrooge transforms on Christmas, but you best believe he's living this now 365 the rest of his life. You know, Mm -hmm. this isn't just a one day thing that this is how you behave towards humanity. This is all about being aware And I think that's the beauty of Christmas Carol is that story of making you aware of where you do connect with Scrooge and where you do connect with the Cratchits and where you do connect with the spirits and realizing that, hey, this is something I need to carry with me past the 25th of December. And it's your first time in the show. But Molly, you're coming back. What keeps you keeps you wanting to fly, keeps you wanting to be in this production. This will be my second year. I'm a big fan of the director. I love Henry Wishcamper. This will be my third production, but fourth time working with him. Uh, And I think he's great. In terms of the role that I get to play, like any opportunity to bully and uh, shame a rich white cis man into doing the right thing, I'm going to take it. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> that's my line. I was going to say, knowing you as, as well as I do and knowing that you're a fierce advocate for equity and representation in Chicago theater all year round, there must be something about this production in this theater in this house uh, that meets your standards. Tell, tell me about <laughs> how, how a Christmas Carol, this old ass, dusty ass, white ass play, <laughs> keeps it fresh enough for Molly Brennan to want to be involved in 2018. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> again, Henry has done a beautiful job and casting over there in making uh, the stage look more like our city than I think most productions of many kinds um, and certainly of Christmas Carol. Um, the kind of representation that is on the stage is is not just you know, racial diversity and gender diversity, but also ability diversity. So um, the two young actors who play Tiny Tim are both disabled, and that kind of representation is so forward-thinking. So yeah, like the amount of care 
to place people on stage that will invite all kinds of audience members is right on. And then, and then the Goodman also uh, provides uh, all kinds of access performances. So they've got the um, relaxed sensory performance, uh, ASL, uh, open captioning, open captioning Spanish this year, which awesome. is new, and then the touch tour and audio describe. So, like, it's really making an attempt to um, make the production about the themes of the play. That, like, hey, what if uh, what if we thought about everybody? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm in. We can talk about the actors, talk about the the script, and how even though it is a very old text. There is some wiggle room there. There is some room for interpretation there. Most people know the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, but a company can do so much to adapt it to its geographic location, to the ages of, of the people in it. Uh, Bill Murray famously made a whole movie uh, about that. And I know that The Goodman does a good job of, of balancing the traditional with the new, but how does 2018's production of A Christmas Carol do that? The casting of this lady to my left... <laughs> What she is bringing to this role is incredible because her, well, her vocal ability is, is classic. I'm uh, guessing you're classically trained. I so, am, yes. so she has this wonderful resonant voice, but then the main character she plays and then the secondary character also have very relatable mannerisms. So there's a modern actor, modern person, um, connected with the kind of classic text and the classic delivery vocally and it's actually like it's very very cool oh my gosh i didn't want to give away what you do no, no. but it's really great that's great to hear because i've been <laughs> super nervous you know this is a this is a big deal for a lot of people and a new deal for some people for some people i will be their first present so you know just keeping all of that in mind and then being true to the vision, because that's the other thing. This cast has been so incredible about opening a space of reinventing this play every single year. That's what's remarkable to yeah. me. I thought, oh, I'm just going to come in. They're going to tell me what the old blocking was, and I'm just going to do that. But no, it's a let's look at this. Let's change this line. Let's change this delivery. What what helps make this even more impactful today? There's that relatability that you were talking about <clears throat> in uh, the the performance of The Ghost of Christmas Present. But there's relatability throughout. I think that's that's why people all these years later are still going. There's themes of redemption. There's themes of forgiveness. There's there's themes of introspection. And like you said, in in this you know in these questionable turbulent times, can we all look inward a little more? Can we all you know try to 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 see what's under? underneath someone's gruff exp exterior. Do you hope that people will be able to see those themes and take them with them and not just be like, oh, well, that was that was festive. I sure didn't enjoy that snow. Yeah, I mean, I as uh, as Jasmine said, like the way Henry speaks in the room is um, with a lot of reverence for what we're doing and a hope that people do hear the message. And, you know, obviously it's centered around Scrooge and as one of the three ghosts, like, I feel like my message to people is like, also, you do have to challenge these guys mm -hmm. because he doesn't change out of the goodness of his heart. He changes because three, well, four, I guess, including Marley's spirits come to him and say, if you don't do this, it's going to be bad for you. Yeah, it's it's 
it's incredible the way uh, they, that dynamic gets gets shown. But I also find interesting with every single spirit, there's a question or something that gets said. Like Molly, when she sees uh, Scrooge affected by seeing his schoolyard, you know, it's like, oh, what an interesting thing that you forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, that re- that remembering of, oh, man, there's a lot of things I've lived through that I don't remember that have shaped me. Or things that I've forgotten that I think probably should shape me. You know, like things that I should probably remember in terms of kind gestures. We tend to remember all the negative things and that's what we hold on to and then regurgitate and create patterns about Mm -hmm. versus those really great light moments of, you know, the barbecues I used to have when I was, I forgot sometimes, you know, until I eat a rib and I'm like, oh, remember those days back in Arkansas (laughs) with a barbecue and a grill and my dad would help me make the secret sauce. You know, it's like, you know, those things. It's like we don't hold on to those as much as we do the negative mm. nowadays. And well, because adulthood hardens you. You get mm-hmm. jaded. The real world. The, the children in in this show also have had a hard hand dealt to them. But uh, you know, as as we all know, with with Tiny Tim, he's probably the most optimistic character throughout, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he might, on paper, have the worst go of it. Is that something that? As you return to the script and as you rehearse with the the young actors, you're reminded of every day. Do, do these young actors kind of instill some youthful glee in you? <laughs> yeah, I mean Henry is uh, leads the room where the kids are our equals, um, which is is really mm-hmm. cool. And you know when we're doing table work, they sit around and they can express their opinions. And what what I find so fun and delightful is they're like, oh you you care what I have to say? And then they talk a lot, yeah. you know, and they're like trying to, they're trying to figure out motivations mm-hmm. and they're trying to like, you know, and this is maybe the first time or one of the first times they've ever been asked, like, what do you think is happening here? Yeah. And honestly, listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Not just shut down. It's like, you're a kid, just move over here. You know, it's like, well, if I move over there, should I grab my dolly? Because if I grab my dolly, then and it's like, oh, look at you connecting the dots. Okay, all right, little one. I underestimated you. (laughs) Critical thinking begins in the theater. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) So this this show uh, allows a lot of time for play in the characters that that you get to do. Molly, I know that you have a history in, in clowning and that you appreciate this time and play. How much of yourselves, how much of your playful selves do you get to bring to these characters? I'm so me in mine. Like, I don't feel like I put a character on, I guess, basically. I use an accent because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're using English accents. But, like, other than that, like, I feel it's me, which is cool and unusual and actually unexpected. Like, when I got the role, I didn't, I I expected similar to you, Jasmine, where I was like, oh, they're just going to plug me in and like, because everybody, you know, 80% of the cast is returning, so they'll just stick me in the spot and I'll do whatever. And it wasn't that way at all. It was a full development, which was really surprising and lovely. Yeah. What do you get to bring to present? Um, So she's an aspect of me. I'm very much... I have this idea of acting from Anthony Zerby where we are basically all diamonds and every character just shines a light on a facet of the diamond. There's a bunch of parts that make up who we are. And at any given point, we're only exposing some of it. So present for me is my SBW, my strong black woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also love that she's ever so slightly... Um, 
she's very moment to moment. I'm trying to like actually have present be present in that as soon as something happens, she can shut down whatever happened before and be in the new moment. So if all of a sudden she's yelling at Scrooge, the next moment she can be laughing at something that's happening on stage or, you know, she's really just reactive and present moment by moment by moment, which has been actually pretty hard for me because I like to hold on to stuff. So it's been a really fun stretch for me as a human being. But my charwoman is very interesting because she's mousy and I can be that too when I meet new people. But uh, I've created this sense of play of like hitting the deck with her. Mm. Like she, I don't know how well it'll work once I actually have a corset on. <laughs> but um, like all of a sudden Scrooge comes in the house while she's dressing his room and she just hits the deck, you know, like yeah. just goes to the floor because she doesn't want to be in the room when she's when he's there. So like creating these little things of, you know, just reacting to what's happening and knowing that here's a place for comedy, here's a place for seriousness. Like this is when you really need to call attention to to listening. So it's she's all both of these women are parts of who I am, but uh I would say there's a lot more to me than just what what's there. And I'm just having fun being in the moment and making sure that everything I'm saying is affecting Scrooge. Couldn't do this with the nutcracker. <laughs> in your face, Hans Christian Anderson. <laughs> now, what would you say to a real-life Scrooge who bought humbugs the idea of the show? I don't want to go. It's Christmas. I don't like Christmas. I, I was about to say, watch yourself, <laughs> you number one. You can say that. You can and say that. And number two, give us the opportunity to change your mind. I like that. I want to tell people how they can get in on it. You can follow the Goodman Theater at Goodman Theater or go to goodmantheater.org slash carol for more information like showtimes and tickets. And Beyonce, bless us, everyone. Thanks for joining yeah, me. Yeah, bless us, everyone, indeed. 